Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Teresa Greco. And here's a bit about Teresa. Teresa Greco is a happiness expert and the TV and radio host of a weekly show called The Steps to Happiness Show with Teresa Greco. She is the author of the book, Steps to True Happiness, and the co-author of the best-selling books, The Decisions to Heal, Pathways from Suffering to Love and Business, Life and the Universe, Volume 4. She is an educator and educational technologies consultant with a master's degree from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. She is the editor and senior writer at two Canadian lifestyle magazines. As a coach and Reiki master, she does public speaking, holds workshops, and mentors others about embracing, honoring, loving, and celebrating their true authentic self and achieving their own personal happiness and fulfillment. You can follow Teresa on her Instagram page, Facebook, and all of the other mediums that she's on, and all of that information will be shared in the show notes. But let's jump into today's segment, where we're going to talk about what makes Teresa a happiness expert and how she got to where she is now. So welcome, Teresa. Thank you so much for having me. So Teresa, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourself and what dubbed you as a happiness expert. So basically my happiness journey started 10 years ago where it was approaching 40 that had me asking some very important questions of my life, questions that some people might uh, have asked themselves, such as, am I happy living the life I am living? Can I imagine living the same life for the next 40 years? Is this all there is to life? Am I living my life's true purpose and full potential? And it was in the asking of these questions that I realized that I was not happy and I was unfulfilled with my life, which didn't make sense because my life looks perfect on the outside. My life checks off all the boxes that society, culture, family, religion tell you that you should achieve in order to have a happy life. So very fulfilling career, healthy family, our own home, vacations a year, cars in the driveway, lots of beautiful material things. So how is it that I achieved all of these things and still felt unhappy? It didn't make sense. And I and I suffered in silence for a very long time, not talking to anybody about it for fear of judgment and and rejection. Um, And also, you know, even if I did say to somebody, their response would most likely, oh, the response most likely would be, Teresa, what do you have to complain about? You have everything. And so it was through the uh, asking of those questions and then through the principles and practices that I now coach, write, and speak about that I was able to discover that we're conditioned to believe happiness resides outside of us in our possessions, in our positions, our titles, degrees, relationships, experiences, where we say things like, I won't be happy until, you know, you reach a certain uh, level in your career. I won't be happy until I pay off my mortgage. I won't be happy till I find that perfect person. I won't be happy until a lot of different things. 
because we place our happiness outside of ourselves, but happiness is who we really are. Happiness is our essential nature. Happiness is when we are born, we are love, peace, and happiness, but the world very slowly takes us away from that and has us feeling a whole host of other emotions. And so it was only through the practices and principle and, and going inward and connecting with a part of myself that I wasn't making time to connect with. And so that was my spiritual self that, you know, we have our physical, mental, emotional self, but our spiritual self is that part of ourselves that we connect with when we go inward. It's that very quiet little voice that's always talking to us, but we often don't pay attention to it. We're not taught to connect with that part of ourselves that we're always, we're taught to look outside in, 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 in the, that whole host of um, things that I said that all the answers that we're looking for reside inside of us, but we're taught to ask questions like of other people. What do you think if I do this? What do you think of this? What do you think of that? Instead of asking ourselves and the answers reside inside of us. It's only until we make time to connect with that part of ourselves. Do, can we really feel the wholeness of who we are? Because we're not just the physical, mental, emotional. There is that other component of ourselves that, like I said, until we make time to connect with it. And so for me, meditation um, was that practice that really changed everything. I believe it is that gateway practice that allows us to connect with that part of ourselves that we're not taught to connect and, and even nurture. And that when we nurture that part of ourselves, that little voice that's really quiet, it's that gut instinct, that intuition, it's there, but we, we don't hear it because we have this voice that we hear loudest. It's our conditioned self, our ego self. And it's that voice that's constantly saying negative things at us, constantly putting ourselves down, constantly limiting us. It's that conditioned, it's that, it's the paradigms, it's the habits, it's, it's the patterns that we, um, that were ingrained in us as like, as we made, as we got older and we made ourselves, our, ourselves through the world that our parents and our educators and religious leaders and our friends and colleagues told us things about the world and about ourselves. And that's the voice that we hear the loudest versus our true authentic self, which resides within us and it's when we make time to connect with that can we find the happiness that's always there inside of us to feel that people place happiness on a goal list and they say i just want to be happy it's like did you know you are happiness already it's there inside of you to tap into at any moment same thing with the peace and love that you're looking for it's all inside you but until we make Yes. So I think like whenever, as you were speaking, I think it's because society wants to place contingencies around happiness, as you said, like, oh, if I achieve this, then this will make me happy. Whenever in actuality, you're saying that you have to stop and pause and go inward and really find out what truly makes you happy as an individual, not what your family members or your friends are projecting on you, not what society is projecting on you, but you to really get still and become one with yourself and really focus on your body because your body is your temple. And if you start to fulfill what makes you happy, what makes you smile, what makes you glow up, then that is where the inner as well as the outward happiness comes from because you are 
whole and complete with yourself. You're, you're solidified, you're unified, and you don't have to seek validation in all the wrong places to make you happy. But I feel it's based on culture. It's also based on how we were raised, what type of household we were raised in, because sometimes you see things and you look at things externally and you want to internalize it because you feel like, oh, this is all I see, but it's not all you see and it's not all you know because you have to change your vantage point and perspective. And when you do that, then you could really tap into your inner self. But so many times people are just trying to keep up with the rat race and they're trying to keep up with optics and et cetera, that they're dying every day inside because they're trying to fulfill someone else's wishes and dreams when their own dreams are suffering but continue no you're right it's it's exactly all of that and so it's it's I see happiness as a two-sided coin that if you're not feeling happy and because it's inside you it's who you really are it's your essential nature if you're not feeling happy then on one side it could be that there are blocks that are preventing you from feeling the happiness that's there and so a coach or a therapist or a doctor or whoever you might and it's important to to look for people to help you because what happens is when we're there struggling on our own in silence, which I did for a very long time, it's our own narrative that we keep telling ourselves. It's, it's often this false beliefs and, and, and wrong stories about, about ourselves and the world and, and help working with someone can help us to get clarity, can help us to break that narrative. As I said, the story that we keep telling us ourselves in our head, that's not even true and it's not even real. And so it was when, as I said, I started to practice the different principles and practices, which was lots of different practitioners that I worked with over the course of the last 10 years that are, they're all doing lots of amazing and beautiful things that I believe the universe brought them to me at exactly the right time to say, try this, try this, try this. And it, it was, a, it's about being open too and not just shutting down the different vehicles, let's say, or modalities that the universe will, um, can bring to you to help you on your journey to discover who that true authentic self is. And I realized that I wasn't living authentically, that I was trying to be the perfect mom, perfect daughter, perfect daughter-in-law, perfect friend, perfect sister, perfect employee, perfect teacher, lots of different things that I will never forget the day I was having coffee with a dear friend of mine. And I said to her with tears coming down my face, I've lost myself in the living of my life. Like how did, how does someone get to almost 40 and not know who she is? And that's brutal because you've been living your life according to external expectations for who you're supposed to be, um, what you're supposed to be doing, and what you'll ever amount to. And it was only, and only until I awoke to myself that I started to connect, as I said, all aspects of myself, that our body, our mind, our emotions, and our spirit is constantly communicating with us. But do we actually take time to understand how those aspects communicate to us? How are my emotional self communicates with me? How my physical self communicates my emotional self and my spiritual self? They're all constantly talking to me. But if we're looking outside for answers and guidance, that we're never really tapping into the guidance that's within us that knows what we're supposed to be knowing, knows the truth of who we really are, and knows what 
we're supposed to be doing in this lifetime, the person that we were meant to be and the purpose for why we came here for ourselves. So let's dive a little bit deeper on a personal level um, before we wind down, because you mentioned early on in the segment that everything on paper and the outside looked great. You had the house, the cars, your children were healthy, and you had all the necessary things to really show Teresa has it going on. She's living her best life and, you know, who could complain? But you said internally there was, you know, sirens going off that was your yourself alerting you that something is not right you're not happy but do you ever feel like what was going on internally with you started to spill out externally with your family because sometimes we may think that everything is going on and we try to you know fake it till we make it but those around us who really know us can see that there's something off with our aura our demeanor and how we're projecting so what was your aha moment was it maybe your kids that noticed something was off balance with you where you started to really go inwardly or what drove you to going inwardly so it, for me, it was that feeling that something is missing in my life, that there, there was a void inside of myself that didn't make sense because I had everything. So how is it that I still felt that I needed to be more and do more than I was doing? So I was on what's called the satisfaction treadmill, where you're always constantly looking for the next best thing to fulfill this void inside of you. And then once you fulfill it, you're on, on to the next thing. And so you're always on to the next thing. So it's like, maybe if I go back to school, and I get more, more degrees, more certificates, more job experience, then I'll feel like I'm doing, I'm, I'm more so that I can serve others and make a bigger difference. And I was on this terrible cycle of me feeling like I needed to be more than who I was, not recognizing that I was enough just as I was. So but question I there to, to be different than who I was. So question there, there's so many people who feel like that, Teresa. So we need to really go beyond the surface uh, here because I feel like everyone is trying, oh, okay, I have a bachelor's, let me get a master's, let me get a doctor, because there's someone in their family that they're comparing themselves to, or there may be subliminal messages that are being conveyed to them, and versus just kind of cutting out the chatter in their head, they're taking that on because a person may be indirectly or directly talking to them and they feel like they're trying to measure up with that person. So do you feel with you going you know, further and further and just going on the hamster wheel or the rat race, do you feel that came from you know, the pressures of maybe what your family members were telling you, whether it was your mother, your father, your brothers, your sisters, or imposter syndrome, where you were trying to compare yourself and just show yourself that I am worthy to compete with this set. I am worthy to compete with these sets of individuals. What was really at its core that drove you to feel like, go, 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 versus just take a break, relax, take it all in because there has to be a root cause. I always tell people you have to have that RCA. Like for example, me. Um, I felt the go, go, go. It's, and it's because my older brother's an engineer. My other brother's very successful. My sisters are doing amazing things. And I was the youngest one. So I always saw my siblings doing amazing things. And I did not want to be a failure. So I was like, go, 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 go. And then whenever I stopped and realized 
that their life is their life and their mission and purpose for being here on earth is different than mine. And that's okay. So I want to know what is your root cause? So I, I'm the eldest of four girls. So I, it was never about comparing myself to other people. Um, I wasn't on the rat race trying to, to exceed or excel past other people. It was never about that. It was, it was more about me feeling like I wasn't enough. The root cause of it all was me not loving myself the way that I needed to. I, be, I believe self-love is the root cause of a lot of ailments, let's say, or dis-ease within people because they're not loving themselves the way that they need to. When we love ourselves unconditionally, then we just exude love and we just want love for other people. And so it's that it's that that we don't embody within ourselves. We are love. And it's, it was as soon as I tapped into the love within myself, did I realize that I wasn't loving myself the way that I needed to in my everyday life, that mentally I was telling myself awful things. It was words that were said to me growing up and I adopted them as my, as my own, that I was my worst enemy instead of my greatest cheerleader, that I was never pretty enough never smart enough, never skinny enough, never athletic enough, never enough of a lot of different things. And it was, and these were words that people had said to me that over and over again, those thoughts then become a belief and a belief that you carry with you. And ones then, like I said, that I, that me living on autopilot, just living my life in the, in the subconscious day in and day out, not really asking myself and, and not really being conscious to your life. And so a, by tapping into the self-love that um, was within me, as I said, we are love, peace, and happiness that I was able then with my spiritual self is the love within me. But then it awoken me to the ways I wasn't loving myself in my everyday life. So one was the negative self-talk, the limiting beliefs. It was um, on a physical level, when you're loving yourself, you no longer want to hurt yourself. You don't want to ingest um, liquids or foods that are not healthy for you because you love yourself. As you said, our body is our temple. And so, and my body is the temple for my spiritual self that carries me through the world and is, is helping me to be the person that I'm supposed to be and the per, and who and what I'm supposed to achieve one day. And so I need to physically treat my body kindly. I need to exercise. I need to make sure that I don't, like I said, abuse it with chemicals or substances that, that are not loving myself. Emotionally, I wasn't loving myself. I was feeling awful about myself, sad, angry, frustrated, all of those different things. And it's only until you go inward, like I said, that you're able to then um, feel that love and recognize the ways that you're not loving yourself. So putting up barriers between me and relationships that were not serving me. So that was important. When I started to really then love myself, then I learned how to honor and respect myself. And so when you say, you know, what was kind of happening around you, I had relationships that were very close and personal to me, that were not functioning properly. And it was because I wasn't loving and, and respecting and honoring myself first that because I was trying to be perfect for everybody else, and negating myself in the process is that when I started to love myself, I was like, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that today. No, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, and maybe make this choice because it serves me. And so 
all of a sudden my external relationships all started to change when I changed who I was on the on the inside. And so we recognize that everyone outside of us is just actually mirroring who we really are. So all the people that were disrespecting me was because I wasn't respecting myself. And it was only until I started to respect myself, did the people around me start to respect me. So my personal and professional relationships all improved when I started to love myself. That is really good. So what I heard, and I'm going to summarize it, um, Teresa, is whenever you really did the work to have self-love, you implemented self-care. When you implemented self-care, you established boundaries and healthy boundaries for you, as well as healthy boundaries for those that were in your life. And that was all embodied with respect. You had to respect yourself as Teresa, and then you enforce others to respect who you were because you know what you were willing to do and what you weren't willing to do. And if someone couldn't appreciate that, then that was their loss because you had to establish boundaries because you were on a newfound path. And so Teresa, as we wind down, I want you to leave us with two brief gems. And remember the core pillars of the podcast is to educate, inspire, and motivate, and then tell the listeners and viewers how to connect with you. So either leave them with your website or your social media information, and all of your contact will be in the show notes. Okay, thank you. So I have my top five steps to happiness. And I mean, there's lots of different steps, but I would say these top five are the ones that are very, very simple that we can immediately implement in in our everyday lives to start to tap into the happiness that's within us. And so number one is meditation. Um, meditation takes so many different forms. And so if you've tried it and it didn't work for you, it's possible that that form of meditation isn't one that's right for you. There's so many different kinds. Um, I am a, a meditation coach. And so working or go to a meditation center or find guidance around, there are so many coaches out there now, find guidance around finding a form that can help you to go inward and to connect with yourself to feel the love, peace, and happiness within you. Uh, number two, I would say is gratitude. Look for all the small things that are going well in your life. That gratitude immediately raises our energy and our vibration and helps us to immediately feel better. Instead, we're conditioned to think negatively and to, and to look for the things that are going wrong in our life instead of looking for the things that are going right. As soon as we stop, and we start to think about all the things that we're actually grateful for, immediately you'll realize that you'll start to feel better. Um, another strategy is following your bliss. And so knowing what those activities um, that, that you love to do, that really what they're doing is removing the blocks to helping you to feel the happiness inside of you, but you should know what those activities are. So whether that's like exercising or cooking or being with friends, or um, painting, or writing, or dancing, or listening to music, like everybody's, I call it your happiness toolkit, everyone's toolkit is different, but it's important for you to know what those tools are, so that when you start to slip away from your true authentic self, then then you can rely on those tools to quickly bring you back to who you really are, quickly bring you back to the happiness that's always there inside of you to feel. Um, there's two other ones, but I know you want to wrap up. So if people want to connect with me after the show, they can reach out to me on Instagram. It's Teresa Greco underscore steps to happiness. 
I'm also on Facebook. It's Steps to True Happiness with Teresa Greco. You can also go to my website. It's TeresaGreco.ca. And that's Teresa with no H. Uh, so TeresaGreco.ca. And so any of those ways are, are ways that you can find me. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS podcast. You just heard Teresa Greco, our happiness expert, and she talked about her personal journey, how she helps others, and how you really have to go inwardly to really connect with yourself to find your true happiness. And once you find that true happiness, everything is blissful. And until we chat next time, peace love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast where you're listening and join our YouTube channel at Gems with Genesis and Mars Kemp. You're amazing, be amazing, and don't live in the shadows of other people. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-S, at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services could be here on GEMS Podcasts.